0: Are you ready kids? Hi, aye, aye, Captain. Look at me short. I'm the captain
1: now. Welcome to the Super Coach Co-Captains podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Supercoach Co-Captain's Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pado. Welcome, Pado.
0: Yes, hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Hope we all got through our first week of league finals and we're um, into the next one or a week off like I do in mine.
1: So happy days. Yeah, we'll go straight on to the group winner who was also the fucking overall winner of Supercoach for the round, Pado. So he gets $1,000. Um, he gets $2,000 if it's a Super Coach Gold subscriber. So fuck yeah. Uh, who was it and who did he have? Yeah, if you don't mind, Simon. Um,
0: I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's Big Carthenley 16, whatever that means. <laughs> um, but huge congrats to Simon for winning the the cash. Um, some interesting PODs there. It's almost like he's listening to us maybe or other people, but um, he's got Mason Redmond in there, which is interesting and Rowan Marshall as well. So mm. clearly an advocate of someone that's clearly held some trades and um, is a clear beneficiary as well, but he's got Paddy Cripps, Tuke Miller, Christian Petrarca, um, Jordan Dawson, uh, Josh Dunkley, which most people have anyway. So really, really strong scoring week for him. Um, had Canelio. Obviously, who was a late out. And uh, Nick Martin in cover, which is pretty very solid. interesting, if I must mm. say so. And is a Jaden Short owner as well. So it, it just shows that you can hold these really poor scoring guys and still do pretty well if you nail the rest of your picks. So we'll go into that a little bit more later as well, I reckon.
1: Don't know. Yeah, we'll rattle off these injuries because fuck it. Why not? George Hewitt is back, still fucked, week to week, not playing this week. Fucking fuck you, George Hewitt. Seriously. Zach Bailey, sternum, he's a test. Jacob Weir, calf, th- two to three weeks. Fucking season's probably done there, Paddo. Grimy Grimes, pinged your hammy, did he, Paddo? That's a, a, the season? The season, you
0: reckon? Uh, yeah, he's done for the season. They've gone straight in for surgery in the hopes that he might come back for a final. If for whatever reason we do make it, which is kind of hard to imagine without him, but um, it's a high hamstring and he had Mm. some really bad hamstring issues early on his career. So not looking good, but there is, I know I said it last week and it happened for about a corner and a half, but Mm. there is a small glimmer of hope. Um, Gipkis has come in, however, so that probably reveals that Jaden Short's just
1: going to play fucking everywhere and nowhere and do shit outside it. So fuck you, Dima. Yep. Fucking Jai Cully diagnosed with fuckwittery. Um, he's done. And oh, you got short with question marks here. What the fuck is that for? Is that for Grimes? Yeah, that was um that was for Grimes for sure. Um, just as a question
0: mark. I did that before the teams came out, but teams probably confirmed that Gibgis is gonna be the
1: one that plays in defense
0: yep. in place yep. of Grimes. So there we go.
1: There we go. Uh, trade-in targets. We're fucking firing off this week because I got to edit this shit and we're going to do it really fast. So, trade-in targets in defense. First one we have is Mason Redmond. Pato, why? Yeah, on a crazy run of form, 117,
0: five-round average, 126, three-round average. You're not going to get the 176 he scored on the weekend. I saw a crazy stat that he's hit, like, 300 of his last 110 disposals. Um, yeah, it's crazy high disposal effective efficiency. Effective or something like that. So that explains the the high scores. I'm um, still in just 1.2% of teams as well, which is insane. He's not on the cheap side. I can see a world where he scores more than Stewart for the rest of the year Dana, at very similar prices. I don't think you'd be wanting to bet against Tom Stewart. Um, but Redmond is in an unbelievable vein of form. So hopefully you can keep this going a little bit down so we can have him for next year at a at a 100ish average, but I don't
1: like the looks of don't like the chances of that happening. Yeah. Now the next book that we've got is fucking Tom Barras. And I'm glad that you've put him in here because his last three scores have been 149, 132, and 109. Why is that, Pato? We know Timmy Mitchell on um, Twitter's already discussed it, but why is he scoring like this? Uh the, the snowflakes blocked me, so I didn't see that discussion, but um, <laughs> he's
0: playing Jeremy McGovern's role and doing it quite well, obviously. So Look, as we mentioned last week, it's a little bit risky because being West Coast, Josh Kennedy has announced his retirement from a very, very impressive career, but... They'll probably look to throw someone up forward who is a bit younger. Surely not Tom Barras but the way he's been playing, but in less than 1% of teams, so even less teams than Mason Redman. And he's 540K. So if you've got the trades, might be a decent little upgrade from Chris for short.
1: Yep. Cool. We've got Luke Ryan as another one. Yeah, his last three have been 128, 128 and 110. So vintage Ryan coming to play at the moment, Paddo, Uh, Why do you think he's a good pick? Not a super high POD at
0: just under 8%, so it's an okay POD, but um, pretty good price at 531000 and he's put a few games together now. Plays the Dogs this week, which are notorious for giving up huge scores for those intercept defenders, um, and then has the Eagles and Giants. So yeah, not, the, not the best last couple of games in terms of the ball spending a lot of time down in defence, but uh, yeah, um, not a bad option if you can't quite get to the other three that we've mentioned already.
1: Yep. Now we've got another one here from Frio, Hayden Young. Uh, his last three have been 88, 139, and 110. So he's another one to potentially look at at 507K there, Paddo.
0: Yeah, he's been a little bit up and down this year. I'm all over this guy for next year, but we'll save that for a future podcast, Dano. But um, we do generally get some young guys that have a really good last four to six weeks of a season that lead on to the following season. I think Hayden Young, as well as Keaton Coleman, who I haven't put in this. Podcast, he towered us up on the weekend, by the way. Mm. Um, but a couple of young guns that are really big watch for next year. The averages are big, kind of low, so they should be under 500k and I think uh, right for the picking next year. But yeah, two really strong scores in a row now with 139 and 110. Um, and obviously the same run home as Luke Ryan with the dogs,
1: eagles, and then the giants. Yep, yep. <laughs> wait, we got Angus Brayshaw next, he is absolutely on fire. Here's his tear from round 11, so we got 100, 130. 126, then he missed round 14, comes back round 15, 106, 83, 102, 77, 122, 123. Man, he's 518K, DPP is fucking tearing shit up, Pato. Yeah, 9% of teams, which is a little bit higher than I thought it
0: would be. Um, I'm a little bit cool on this now because teams have come out and he's named on the wing, which uh, isn't a great role for him, but he's been playing midfield the last couple of weeks, so that's why those 120-plus scores have been there. Um, hopefully that stays, but I believe Harms is back. So we'll see what they do with Harms and Brayshaw. Um, but again, another one at a really good price of 580k. is a little bit risky, but uh we know Brayshaw can do it when he's playing that
1: midfield role. He nearly want a fucking brown loafer, God's sake. Pretty much, yeah. And speaking of midfield roles, let's go to the midfield. So our first one here is Zachy Merritt. We're fucking hyping him up, stroking, stroking our dicks over him pretty much. Because since round 15, he's gone 111, 140, 147. 136, 133, and then a 140. He's captain material at the moment, Pato, but his price tag is now a bit high. Do you trade him in if you've got the luxury trades? I mean, yeah, if you've got the money, why the fuck not? Um, I'd probably
0: prefer steel for 50k less, um, especially with Parrish coming into the team, but Shield went out. So it's not like the midfield makeup changes all too much. Um yeah, Merritt's got his average up to 115. I said a few weeks ago, Dano, that he could get his average up to 120. I still stand by that. I think he'll get there. Mm-hmm. So that that tells you all you need to know. I think he's going to have a really big last three games. Um, he comes up against Collingwood this week, who are notorious for just letting opposition midfielders do whatever the fuck they want. So, yeah, that's, that's all you really need to know, Dano.
1: Yep. And speaking of something that you said that's 50K cheaper, Jack Steele. So from since he's come back from his injury, he's gone 115, 107, 109. Then he's hit his straps, 133, 143, 107. So he's 604K. What's his ownership, Pato? Because I feel like it's not high enough.
0: 15.8%, which is crazy for Jack Steele, who is in that Uber Primo territory. I don't know he had a, an injury at a pretty poor time, and clearly teams have just run out of trades and they can't bring him in. Um, so mm-hmm. a really big luxury trade. I feel like that was at like 6 or 7% when he first came back. So there's still a bunch of teams that have brought him in. They will benefit from that over their Coach finals. But by beware, he's got Geelong this week and he will probably get a pretty high um, attention span from Mark Blitzavs. And then in round 23, he's got Sydney. And I think it's pretty certain that he'll get um, a bit of attention in that game as well. So the run home isn't great, but we know what Jack Steele can do. He's an absolute gun and just a super coach stud so
1: mm.
0: yeah
1: yeah and the next one we got is Darcy Parish who you've also mentioned now his break even's fucking high uh, it'll be first game back but if i i'm, I'm <laughs> to be honest you could probably fucking break it against the giants <laughs> uh, the way they're going um, even if he doesn't the next we we could talk about him next week but yeah he's one to keep an eye on i reckon this week pato
0: yeah speaking of the giants some really big news for anyone that might own an Essendon midfielder that Lockie Ash somehow got dropped, I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, but seems very bizarre that you're still playing guys like Callum Ward, who I don't even know who's going to be part of the uh, the discussion for next year and dropping guys like Lockie Ash who are in that 22, 23 age mm-hmm. break and they're going to be part of your future. But anyway, what would I know? Um, but no, Darcy Parish isn't a bad shout um, for if you need someone under that five hundred ninety 90K barrier. Um, it's a little bit risky bringing him in now, especially off a rather large layout. But as we mentioned before, uh, no, we didn't mention it before, but the um the bombers have the Giants, Port Adelaide, and then Richmond on the run home. So it's a pretty pretty
1: decent run home if you want to take a, a swing at Darcy Parish. Yeah, we're gonna skip the rucks because there's no relevant ones. But wait, Tickle's playing, is he, Pato? Yeah, named as
0: the ruck as well. Finlayson's been named forward. So Fuck yes. um it's actually crazy, Dano. I don't know what your team is looking like, and I know Fucking a lot of really <laughs> good uh, bench cover has been dropped for this week. Mm. I have six green dots on my bench and an orange dot. That's good. That's very good. Which seems crazy. And I've still got one trade left. I'm not going to use the trade. Um, Elijah Holland's got named on a wing. Um, Noah Cumberland has been killing it. Um, I've got Machito Owens still. So he might get some clutch bench scores for me when it's far too fucking late. Um, I mean, Brent Teekle, he looked really good for the 30 that he got in about a quarter and a bit. Um, could you imagine if he outscores Darcy or Wits? <laughs> to be honest, it
1: won't surprise me,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that's, a, that's an interesting little uh development
1: there. But I've got
0: too many green yeah. dots, I can't even loophole it. I'm very, yeah, very, I'm, uh,
1: very lucky though. I'm playing a donut in defense because of, yeah, oh. Jacob Weir, he's out, he was my only cover for yeah, Hewitt, cooked for the season, very unlucky. yeah, yeah. So I really needed Hewitt back to this week, and he's not. I think he's cooked. But anyway, and Jai Cully as well, being a fuckwit with his fuckwit ideas. Um, anyway, we're we'll well, going to the line. anyway. Yeah, he's still a fuckwit. <laughs> yeah, still a fuckwit. Um, forward line. We'll start off with the man, the myth, the legend that is Rowan Marshall, who was in the team of the week. Um, absolutely fucking killed it, Paddo. You were saying that he was going to come good, big and strong, and he did. Scoby Bryant probably had him as, as well fucking getting a big stiffy over him. Why do you like Marshall?
0: Uh, so he's got Reese Stanley got named. So that is a little bit concerning for Reese Marshall. But I actually think this is the best trading option on any line. And if you're if you're looking to trade out a midfield, I don't know, I'm not going to name names in terms of trade out targets because everyone's team is everyone's team. Mm. I would, if I was training out a midfielder, I would prefer to move one of my mid forwards into the midfield and bring in Rowan Marshall at 480,000 over someone like a Parrish at 560, even over a Merritt or something who is what, 170K more? Like, mm-hmm. I would prefer to bring in Marshall at 480. And the next guy we're going to talk about has dropped below 500K. And that is insane um, compared with his ceiling, which
1: I think he'll reach in the next three weeks. So, And that is Tim English. Um, who Paddle is talking about. I don't like the English one at the moment. He's too bipolar with his scoring. Um, but I think you're you're kind of predicting that his mobility around the ground this week will mean that he's good for Darcy, the matchup with Darcy. Yeah, I think
0: that. Darcy will beat him in the air, but around the ground, I think uh, Tim English should get off the chain a bit there. Um, then he plays the Giants and Bruce isn't keeping him up, keeping up with him around the ground. And then he's got the Hawks to finish the season, and I think that's a really favourable matchup. So I can see Tim English going 115, 120 on the rest of the year. So yeah, yeah. to get that yeah. in at under five
1: hundred thousand, I think is really great value as well. So yeah, I love it. You're a dog for putting this bloke um, on the run sheet because I don't like talking about him. But I had I'll to. Say, Mark. I, had to. I, I know I, I'll say scores from round 14. So from round 14, this bloke's gone 103, 113, 98, 154, 116, 91, and 119. And that is Connor Rosie. He's killing it. Don't like saying it. Fuck. Yeah. That's,
0: that's ignoring his run home as well, which is Richmond, Essen, and Adelaide. Yeah. And oh. it doesn't get much better than that in terms of midfield matchups. So
1: I don't want to talk about him.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to watch the fucker this week live. But anyway. <laughs> Could he be your last trade in? Uh, I mean, he's five hundred sixty-four thousand right now, and his break even's one hundred twenty, which you'll probably get this week. I'm still on Marshall over Rosie, yeah, for eighty k less. But if you've already got Marshall for whatever reason, I I don't mind Rosie, but I think there's better value elsewhere. And I think if people are bringing in guys, there weren't any major injuries this week, unless you've held on to Hewitt. And I think he's got to go. By the way, he has to go um, because that's a week to week thing. yeah, I'm. I don't think people are working with much money, and I, I feel like Marshall is number one, two, and three option for me this week if I was looking to trade. And I think Marshall should stay relatively cheap as well. He's got to break even at 21, so he'll go up over five thousand. But if you cop an injury this week, um,
1: mm. you're going to want Marshall. Yeah, Shea Bolton's our next one. He's going okay. At, what is he? 484k. He's gone. Let's say from round sixteen, 102, 162. Then he dropped to a 55. Then he's got an 84, then a 131. Why are we looking at Shea Bolton, Pato? Because you're the Richmond man. Yeah, and he's a bit you get a he's stiffy a bit... over him.
0: Yeah, he's very all over the place with his scoring. But um, I think he's finally realising that he's a bit of an X-factor guy and is really good at footy. He kicked two goals, five or something ridiculous on the weekend, Dano, and scored 131. And <laughs> this was a really good game to go to, by the way, Dano. A um, bit of a wave of emotions, but... Shea Bolton in that fourth quarter was unreal, unreal. Um And, yeah, really good run home. Port Adelaide, Hawthorne, Essendon. Looking I don't think Port Adelaide that. have anyone to go with him in defense. No one has the mobility to go with him. And then Hawthorne, Essendon, they're, they're not stopping him at all. So I think he's got a really good last three games. Um, If Richmond are going to play final, Shea Bolton's probably going to have to average 120, 125 on the rest of the year, and I can see it
1: happening. Buddy, Paddo's just choking up a bit there because he's like, my boy is coming of age, man.
0: <laughs> yes, um,
1: I'm a big Shea Bolton fan for anyone that yeah. isn't do you obviously think, listening. Do you think he's a bit of the package? Like the whole package?
0: Uh, well, so, no, like, he's, he's with people his own age. Yeah,
1: because the next bloke is called the package, which is Jakey Stringer. <laughs> Segways, see, like that one. Uh, but Paddo's put this bloke in the run sheet and I don't like Jake Stringer. And yeah, he's... You look at bipolar scores, Pato. This guy's fucking all over the shop. 101 86, 54, 89, 68, 114.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to. Um, this is for people that don't have cash, pretty much. Um, whether you're you've got a couple of donuts on your bench and you've got two trades. Maybe you're looking to trade two rookies and you're going one down, one up and you can't quite get to 450, 460, I think this guy's your man. I don't love suggesting it, but at the price point, if you're struggling with cash, I think this is the guy you go with,
1: honestly. School holidays are over too, so I can focus more on footy. Yes, very true. true. Uh, We'll go to listener questions, Pato, because, yeah, we fucking just powered the fuck through that. So here we go. We've got a Facebook. we only got one, which is Pantelis. He's got his last trade short to Houston question mark Max cash 485k I'm gonna say no Houston we have a problem yeah I, I can't
0: I can't advocate using your final trade side raising
1: short to Houston <laughs> yeah yeah
0: if you had two I can I can see it and I'd probably be like yeah go for it it's the week that you do that trade that one of your big primo dogs get injured. Mm. And I don't mean dogs as in the bulldogs, but like one of your big dogs.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, it's just too risky. I can't. I can't. Don't know. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. i uh, will go on to Nathan like Okay, Scoby Bryant, thirty-six on Twitter. He said, "If you were the last man on Earth, would you rather a watch Mason Cox highlights for the rest of your life? B watch short run around <laughs> like the complete another headless chook that he is, or C." Watch Harry Himmelberg play forward and have no way to put McVeigh's life in serious danger. It's actually tough. He is tough. I'm he scratching A out tough. for sure.
0: Um, for obvious reasons, as a Richmond fan, you get very repetitive
1: because it's only about four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a two minute
0: video, so I guess I can do that.
1: Fucking watching Short run around like a complete nut of headless chook Ugh. or watch Harry Himmelberg play forward. Have no I don't I don't understand
0: it. it, Dana I'm gonna go. Oh, to fucking
1: McVeigh. He's a. I, bit, no, I,
0: no. I'm not even talking about McVeigh. I can okay. understand why McVeigh is doing what he's doing because I. Mm, I don't know who's a bigger fuck with, Leon Cameron or, like, or McVeigh. They don't have anything to gain. They're not playing finals. Yeah, McVeigh going for a job next year, but he's probably not going to get it. Let's be. Let's be real. Nah. I've got a shot at at getting this final, final spot. And yeah. they're throwing Jaden Short around like he's actually a good utility. Like, he's not. He's a halfback. He's the guy to kick out. Like, I don't fucking get it.
1: Well, he did play I that play, one really fucking good game in midfield.
0: Yeah, against West Coast. <laughs> like, what? Oh, I just don't get it.
1: So, I yeah, I'm picking C. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick C because Harry Milkerberg, has played forward for fucking years and i'm used to it so but fucking McVeigh, mcveigh has gotta go fucking who, who the? he went basically named 14 players that are should stay at the club and basically implied that all the rest should leave i'm i'm not joking that's why there's this exodus happening like he didn't include nick haynes all all that shit so he's he's causing this it's not a salary dump dude it's not a salary dump in the slightest it's like I don't think that you guys should be here, so fuck off, essentially, is the way that I've been told about it. But anyway, what else have we got to talk about? <laughs> Scoby so, Scob- um, wanted to talk about
0: FPL, did he? Yes, he uh, floated some FPL stuff at me. I um, did kind of a team reveal. Um, I didn't know it would show up in people's timelines, but I replied to a, a Let's Talk FPL post about, you know, he was going to look at some teams for a video. Great content creator, by the way. So if you don't know about Let's Talk FBL, when you play FBL, um, go chuck him a follow. He is probably the best in the business. He's amazing. Um, but he's noticed that I've gone a little bit light up top, Dano. and I, I've, I've had Kane most of preseason. And lockout is tomorrow, by the way, so get your teams in um, just after you do your super coach teams. Um, but, yeah, I've dropped Kane down to... Tony of Tony
1: from uh, Brentford, and it's just hey, open up. Into- this is a fucking yeah? super coach podcast, mate. A fucking yes. super coach podcast.
0: Yes, but we talk about the pe- pull- what the people
1: want to listen to. Pull the pull your fucking head in. Actually, you know what? Do you want to do an FPL podcast separate to this one? Uh it Couldn't be fucked. <laughs> Probably not. I've got work in the morning. We'd have <laughs> no. to get it out tonight, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. Oh no 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 no! I mean like. We, we do it, like, after this week, like we did last year when we didn't start right on round, like, in preseason. We we're like, hey, game week one's happened. Here's our fucking scores. By the way, this is our podcast.
0: Yeah, we, we can talk about that off-air.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that off-air, fucking, because if, we're not talking about actually, it on a super coach podcast.
0: Actually, let us know after you've listened to
1: this podcast.
0: If you want to hear a little bit of FPL stuff, Um, let us know. Reply to the tweet. Let us know on Facebook, whatever whatever your platform is. Yeah. Let us know if you want to hear some, and we'll chuck some in. Um, yeah, because if yeah. it's something people want to listen to, we'll we'll do some some uh, content for them. We're both very very avid FPL players.
1: Um, I had a pretty but decent yeah. season last season, finished sort of three or four K, which that's pretty fucking good. Um, I forgot about my team after a certain point, but if I'm doing a podcast, I'll focus on it. <laughs> you won't have a choice, mate. Exactly. And I started off really good last year. I had fucking yeah. drama and shit and fuck. Anyway, um, we're not called the Super Coach co-captains for nothing, people. Every week we give you guys, and girls, because we have a lot of female listeners, VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest. So, Paddo, Friday, fucking night, MCG. Woo, woo. Melbourne versus hey, Collingwood, danger game.
0: I actually think this is a really easy week. Yeah? So, Collingwood love to give up big midfield scores, so Clayton Oliver is the guy tomorrow night. Yeah, what about the track? Or just uh no. No. Nah. Okay. No. Nah. Okay. And um I think the obvious C is Rory lead against the Eagles.
1: But fucking not everyone has Rory lead, you motherfucker.
0: So true. <laughs> true, we'll go through it.
1: Fuck you. All <laughs> like well, the Fools just... that don't have Rory Lead. Fuck you. M one. We're going to Saturday then. <laughs> Saturday, Hawthorne versus Suns, Took. The Tookie took yeah, in Tasmania as well.
0: But... I wouldn't love putting the C on him because he might get a bit of Finn McGuinness treatment. But if you're if you have got Oliver like most of the competition does, I think Oliver's your man. Um mm. yeah, I would only V C took if I'm honest, even though I'm pretty sure he'll score pretty well against the Hawks. still well, that see caution. Let's say Oliver goes shit. Then Adam. surely you've got a better C option later on in the round.
1: Well, Tuk's
0: going all right. I'm- no, he is. He's killing it. I'm happy with as a Tuuk owner, but I just feel like this is a, a little bit of a banana peel game. Banana peel game. <laughs> they're, trying,
1: they're trying to make finals, man. Tuke will want to yeah, go Yeah, so
0: that. only had 109 against the Hawks earlier this year. Um, so I think there's a little bit in that.
1: Yeah, okay. We'll move on to the Giants versus the Bombers at Giants Stadium. Who you got in this one then? Zaki Merritt. Fucking so yeah, yeah, Parrish hard not will, to say Zach yeah. Merritt. Parrish will probably do his sideways 40 disposals. Yeah, for a yeah. hundred and five. True. <laughs> <laughs> no one from the Giants tickling your fancy. Um, nor with Himmelberg playing forward. Uh yeah, I no. Nah. <laughs> no. Nah, okay. We'll move on. Western Bulldogs versus Fremantle at Marvel Stadium. Who who you got in this one? I actually think Jack McRae is due a big one.
0: Okay. I know yeah. the evidence suggests he's not, but he has these random, really big games every now and then this season, I should say. Um, for example, he went 92, 89, then went 144. He went 104, 102, 107, then went 155. Like I just feel like he's due for that big spike game. He uh, does Bontepelli's a
1: <laughs> pardon. He doesn't actually score well against Fremantle McRae for some reason. I think that's just because of the Perth grounds. There's
0: a lot more room. Um, He doesn't play great in Perth. Um, Um, His only good score has been in Perth. Interesting. (laughs)
1: Yeah. What the Um, fuck?
0: But Bontem Pally is apparently carrying something. Um, So that's enough for me to be a little bit concerned, although they are bringing in Sam Darcy.
1: So maybe he does play a lot of midfield. What? there's a player that actually averages really good against Freo, and that's Tom Libertore. He scored 196 against him in 2020. That's Holy a fuck. long time ago. Yeah, but like he he goes all right against them. Holy shit. Josh Dunkley pulls something out. No, nah, there's too many fucking dogs.
0: Yeah. Josh Dunkley too many. actually
1: doesn't play well against Freo. He hasn't scored a, over hundred in the last three. I don't I haven't even checked further back, but
0: yeah. Tim English has a, uh, sorry, Sean Darcy has a decent record against the Dogs. Hmm. I wouldn't trust him with the C, though. But, yeah, we're looking at Cs, and I, yeah, I, I don't know if I can trust anyone in this game.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Moving on to the next game, then. Geelong, the Pussycats versus St. Kilda, the Saints. Jack Steele, straight up. That's it. No,
0: nah, Sinclair. Ooh, Okay. I think Steele gets a lot of attention. I think Sinclair's the one that uh, gets but a bit of attention. But he gets con- contested ball anyway.
1: That's what, When people say, oh, he gets a bit of attention. Yeah, but he, he win, he win, he if the other person that's on him gets the ball, he tackles him anyway. He gets, forces the stoppage, gets points for tackles. Holding the ball, Jack Steele had
0: 74 against the Cats in round nine this year. Um,
1: he's a new, new, new man. <laughs> new man. Any, anyway, next game. Port Adelaide versus Richmond. Oh my God, Richmond can't balls this up. I want Richmond to make finals and I want Carlton to drop out just so then my mate owes me a slab. That could actually happen. That's not as crazy as it sounds because I I put a slab on at the start of the season, Paddo, and my mate who works in sports media has been going, Oh, that slab's going to taste so good. And now all of a sudden he cursed himself when he said, Oh, Richmond have shat the bed versus Brisbane. And as soon as he said that, (laughs) <laughs> Their comeback happened. It's so thank really you,
0: Dano's mate. Um, we'll be seeing <laughs> Paddy Cripps and co shitting the bed starting this weekend against those very Lions. So thanks, mm. mate.
1: Yeah, it'll be funny as fuck. Anyway, who you got in this or no one?
0: Mm. Shea Bolton.
1: No, nah, not as a C. Connor
0: Rosie. <laughs> oh, that's dirty. <laughs>
1: well, that's yeah, dirty. But you
0: know, you are probably score well. Zach Butters. Ugh. How dirty do
1: you want me to talk? Uh, uh, uh. Bryn Tegel <laughs> That's fucking dirty oh, Anyway, Jesus. Sunday Yeah, so, Sunday Fucking pushed right along Um, North Melbourne, oh that's dirty uh, This is Sydney Fucking hell, Callum Mills could get off the chain Actually, I don't think Callum Mills will get off the chain I reckon they'll take it easy against North Yeah, they might use this to sort of Nurse him on a wing or something What about mm. Dick Pick? dick <laughs> Pick could go go pretty pretty hard at it
0: he got he got tagged <laughs> <laughs> he got tagged last week and it could happen again yeah
1: yeah might wanna, be a hard game you, for him to play yeah you'll wanna get out of that tag wouldn't you absolutely or you might get called a chad holding the ball Eh? oh fuck uh, yes. <laughs> perhaps me yeah. Anyway, nah. Brisbane plays Carlton, at yeah, 3.20. Brisbane, Brisbane plays Carlton. Lucky Neil to tear him a new asshole. Same with Hugh McCluggage. I just reckon Brisbane are going to absolutely butt fuck. No lube. P- Paddy Cripps has a very good record without George Hewitt in the team. I just think they're going to roll dog him. And I reckon it'll be Lucky Neil, fucking Hugh McCluggage going big, boy. Lucky Neil's mm. mm. He is. Last game, then. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Rocky Neil? No, last game. Say it. Oh, West Coast versus Adelaide. Say it. Rory Laird. Rory fucking Laird. Um, any others? Dawson, maybe. Jai Cully, because of a loop, because Clayton Oliver's going to go big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lock in Jai Cully as your captain. Yeah, yeah. All right, Paddo, you got anything else you want to add? Yeah, don't be a sheep,
0: and mate, I uh, think you need... uh. A premium forward in FPL um, You oh, can go sake. deeper <laughs> And things will open sake. up the rest of your team So don't be a sheep Harland will miss a lot of time Don't listen and, to this um, dumb fuck We're talking super coach um, Tottenham won't score enough For Harry Kane to be a really you good are option You so
1: douche You are a douche just Have a look elsewhere Fucking this guy This fucking guy uh, What's your Twitter handle Pato? It's at F P L no, at P-A-D-T-O-S-C-C. D D A double T O. P Mine's at D-A-N-E-O-S Triple C. would it be funny if Painio? Paino. Painio. Paino. From us at the Super Cage Co Captains. I'm Dano. And I'm Pado. This is us signing. The fuck off. No FPL talk, please.